Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it, so check it out. Let me know what you think. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting and hosted by my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to provide you with practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can find show notes for the podcast over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. We're so glad you're here. It's just so important that as we think about gratitude and thanksgiving, we cannot talk about it without talking about opening up our outlet for ourselves and our family, because that is the pathway to gratitude. When we actually serve, we're opening up this really healthy outlet, and that actually causes and leads to more satisfaction and more gratitude in our lives. Hey friends, happy Thanksgiving week if you are listening to this as it comes out. And I am so excited to share this episode with you. You are listening to the voice of Krista Gilbert right there. And oh my goodness, this is such a packed and encouraging and inspiring conversation. And you know it's cool whether you catch it before Thanksgiving or after. Any time of the year, this is relevant. Gratitude is something we should make a part of every day. And fostering gratitude, encouraging and inspiring it in our families is key to a happy life. We're going to talk about that, actually. Krista has some really cool things to share on that topic. So I think whenever you catch this episode, you're going to love it. But if you happen to be listening when it first airs, happy Thanksgiving week, you guys. I know it's going to look different this year, but I hope you are making it special however it's looking and just do your best. And we're going to get through this together, right? So friends, you might remember Krista from episode 69, where she was on with me talking about those teenage boy years. And I had so many people sharing and commenting and telling me how much they loved that episode. So if you missed it, be sure to 
go back, whether or not you have teenagers, I think you're going to find a lot of good stuff in that episode. And Krista is just an amazing person. I invited her on because I have been revisiting her book, Reclaiming Home, which is so practical, so encouraging. And um, I just knew that she would be the perfect person to have on with me to talk about gratitude. So we'll link to her book in show notes, of course, as well as her podcast, The Open Door Sisterhood, and anywhere else you can find her. I think you're going to love this. Now, before we dive into the interview, I want to thank you again for sharing this podcast with your friends, for your ratings and reviews. You guys have really helped build this community to such a special place. And more and more people are listening and finding out about it. And that's thanks to you. So I really appreciate it. I'll share a quick recent review. This comes from somebody who is called B-L-B-A-C-H. I know you can't even pronounce most of these, but you're always welcome to leave your name if you want me to shout you out. Um, And she titled it Life Giving daily encouragement. Give me five stars. Thank you so much. And she wrote, I love the way Monica shares from personal experience and involves her sons in the dialogue. The way she leads her sons to God's wisdom is so beautiful and encouraging. Ah, and nothing could mean more to me. Thank you so much for that kind review. I always say, I wish you guys could all just meet and hang out with my sons. feel like you could just get to know them and learn even more about the things we're doing here as a family. And truly, that's what I love about this community. I feel like we're all in this together and I'm still learning and growing and learning from others. And I just love to share all of that with all of you. And if you do enjoy listening to my boys when they're on with me, I am planning a holiday episode coming up where you'll get some more of that. So you might want to gather your kids. I'll let you know when that's coming up. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. So guys, can't wait to share this interview with you. If you're out moving around, that's totally cool. But if you're somewhere you can grab a paper and pen, you might want to take some notes. Krista dropped some serious wisdom nuggets that I think you might want to share with your family, your friends, maybe journal and pray over. I know that I was scribbling notes and so encouraged by everything Krista shared. And I think this is one episode that will not soon be forgotten. So without further ado, here is Krista Gilbert and I talking about gratitude during Thanksgiving and in all of the seasons. I hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Krista, welcome back on the Boy Mom Podcast. Hey, Monica. Oh, I love being back. I love any chance I get with you. Thanks. I, I have so much fun talking to you and people loved the last episode that you were on with me talking about those teenage boys. So we will be sure to link to that episode in our show notes. Um, But for those of you, those listening who did not get to hear that one, can you just give a quick introduction to who you are? So I am a wife, I'm a mom of four, and I do home coaching, which is life coaching for the home. I do general life coaching as well. I do both. Um, But I also speak and write and I podcast. So we have a podcast called The Open Door Sisterhood and with my co-host, Alexander Kirkendall. And I truly love all the hats I get to wear. It's just such a joy. Isn't it? It is so much fun. And I love your podcast. Love listening to you ladies and get so much out of every episode. So go ahead. Tell us more about you and your family. Well, so we live in the Pacific Northwest, which I love that you have connections and roots in the Northwest. (laughs) And so um, we live in Washington state and it's so beautiful. We love the outdoors. We spend tons of time outside and Um, we have launched two of our kids into college. Mm -hmm. So we've got one who's a senior in college and one who is a freshman. 
hard to be a freshman in college right now, starting yes. your starting your freshman yes. year. But and then we have two in high school. So we're at the we're just at a different stage of parenting than a lot of people are at. We're on a little bit of the latter end. Not that you ever stop being a parent, but some right. of those active, active parenting years were kind of swinging in the pendulum to the other the other direction. Yes, we have almost the same kind of family setup, the two of us, um, mm-hmm. with two, two in college and two at home. So that's fun. So happy to have you on. And you're the first person I thought of when I was like, oh, I want to talk about Thanksgiving, but not just Thanksgiving. I want to talk about gratitude. Mm-hmm. So I have been revisiting your book, Reclaiming Home, A Family's Guide for Life, Love, and Legacy, which... I'm a huge fan of and just have gotten so much out of that book, but just the heart of Thanksgiving and the heart of family and what it means, and especially in this season that we are all in and how maybe things are not matching our typical holidays or our typical expectations. And so I just thought how much fun to have you on to just shed some light on this topic to encourage some of the listeners as we go into Thanksgiving and the whole holiday season. So I will link to that book in our show notes as well. Let's dive in and talk about gratitude. Talk about Thanksgiving, yeah? Mm-hmm. This is such a good topic. Such a good topic because what heart does not need this topic? <laughs> Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Especially, I think, especially right now. Well, this show will be coming out just a couple days before Thanksgiving. And so whether people get to hear it right away, which hopefully a lot of people listening are getting ready for Thanksgiving and feeling all excited for that special day or whether you're catching it later, I think the things we talk about are going to apply and be an encouragement. So let's just say we're listening on Tuesday and we've got a couple days before Thanksgiving. I know in your book you share some awesome ideas, but can you just share with us some of the things we can be doing this week to help get our kids and ourselves focused on Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think what's interesting about Thanksgiving is that it's an actual day set aside to be thankful, to focus on gratitude. And I mean, really, it helps us every day of the year. (laughs) You know, we don't want this to just be the one day of the year that we're really as a family focusing on gratitude. But what I like about Thanksgiving is it makes it really intentional. And Mm -hmm. I think the rhythm of Thanksgiving before Christmas is a beautiful rhythm because we focus Mm. on gratitude and deep gratitude as we move into the holiday season. And that's just, I mean, think about the kind of posture that we want as we move into Christmas. Gratitude is definitely the kind of posture I want, you know, and so not coming from a place of lack, but a Mm. place of plenty, a place of abundance. And so as we look at what is the purpose of Thanksgiving and what opportunity does it give us? Because I think some people just say, oh, it's a day for you know turkey and food, mm-hmm. but kind of miss the heart of it. And I've missed the heart of it. So, I mean, I think we all can sometimes, we're so busy, especially if you're the one cooking everything, mm-hmm. that we miss the heart of Thanksgiving. And so, you know, I'm just always looking for ways that I can remind myself as well as my family to be intentional about the heart of Thanksgiving. And so, you know, little things like, um, I always love affirmation posters. I mean, those are just like literally for birthdays, for occasions, I don't care what you can pull them out for. They're great no matter what occasion, but affirmation posters. 
Where, what do those look like? Yeah. So they're just, I mean, they literally can be anything. They can be a piece of paper. They can be an actual poster. They can be, I mean, I've used pumpkins before where you actually write with a Sharpie on pumpkins and everyone has a little one. I mean, you can literally use any anything, but the the concept is that you are writing why you are thankful for that person and what you see in that person that is good. And so around Thanksgiving, an affirmation poster would look more like, here is one of the reasons I'm thankful for you. This is how you mm. add to our life. And just mm. reminding each other why we're thankful for the people that we've been given on this earth to do life with, that that mm. is no accident, that actually it is divine. There is a mm. God ordained reason that we are surrounded by the people that we are surrounded by and that God is using those relationships to mm. encourage us, to challenge us, to <laughs> sharpen us, <laughs> right. to make us more holy. I mean, mm. right. He is using yeah. those relationships in ways that are good, in ways that are hard, in ways that are mm. positive, and, you know, and, and so I mean, in good. all ways. And so how can we just acknowledge, like, I am thankful for you. And even there might be some hard people at your table. And <laughs> what I, I recently heard a quote and it said, the measure of someone's maturity is by not how well they love the people they love, but by how well they love their enemies. And again, uh, we're not saying that person's an enemy. I'm just going right. to replace that by how well we love the people in our lives that are really hard to love. Oh, and that so, is so good. Yeah. Maybe you have a person coming to your Thanksgiving table who's really hard for you to love, but how can you rise in that moment to maturity, to the love of Christ, really, you know, channeling the love of Christ and, and turning that, reframing that into what are you thankful for about this person? And okay, I love that. Everyone can find something. So anyway, yes. And in, in your book now, the you're talking an affirmation poster, but I think in your book, you talk about doing this even on a cardstock at each table setting, right? So that's how we could affirm the different people sitting at the table. Is that right? Yep. So you can use, I mean, I've done cardstock that is in the shape of a pumpkin before. Mm -hmm. I've just done plain paper if I don't have time for that. And you just write sure. everyone's name at the top. You can get your kids involved so they can write mm -hmm. all the names and put them in a place, which would be a really fun way to get them involved. Yes. Okay. I love that. I love that. I love making it personal to the people who are there. Not because I've seen, you know, where you just do general thankfulness and ever, you know, kids are like, I'm thankful for my dog or my teddy bear, but to actually be thankful for the people who are there is really special. I love that. Yeah. And I've never had one of my kids throw away any of their affirmation. Mm. Oh, good. So, yes. you know, we've done it for birthdays. We've done it mm -hmm. with their friends. And I mean, every one of those goes into their special pile. So it just, it, it means something to people. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. So good. I would say another idea um, is to show up at someone's doorstep who you're thankful for. So there was a study done that I recently learned about in a TED talk that I saw, thought was so interesting, um, where they talked about how they challenged certain people to go to the door of someone who has impacted their life for the better, and that they did a, a psychology study, and a week later, both of the people, both the receiver and the giver 
still had those feelings and the brain waves of oh. like positiveness, elation, oh. you know, yeah. goodness, gratitude, like all of those positive, what we would call warm, fuzzy feelings mm-hmm. that yeah. they actually have in, in psychological terms. They have words for those, yes. but, but you know, it, the concept being that we're, that goodness and gratitude uh-huh. fosters more goodness and gratitude. Oh, and so, I love that. you know, is there someone that you can show up on their doorstep? Maybe it's a Costco pumpkin pie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't sure. have to be major, but just, mm-hmm. is there something and you either write them a card or you say face to face, eye to eye. I just want to tell you for a second about the way you have positively impacted oh my, my life or our children's oh. lives. And they also found in this study that not one person, regardless of their personality, walked away without tears. Every single oh. person cried, Be, both oh the receiver goodness. and the giver, because it was so moving to have that personal face-to-face interaction. Isn't that beautiful? That is so beautiful. And I just think even now during COVID for those, you know, that have restrictions still, it's still something you can do because Mm -hmm. say it's an elderly person, you know, you and the kids can even stand down, you know, in at the bottom of their steps, their front porch, mm-hmm. and still speak those words. That I am adding that to my Thanksgiving this year. Thank you so much for that inspiration. Mm-hmm. I know, and you know, we have a great aunt who has literally been locked in her um, mm-hmm. elderly home. I mean, they won't let her out. They won't even let her to the meal. You know, she has to do meals in her oh, room by. Her. She's been by herself for months. So what we're going to do this year for the holidays is do a whole, like a bunch of different things to try and give her Mm. surprises and fun things to look forward to every day. And, you know, just have that be where we can show her that we're grateful for her and her life and that she's not alone, you know? Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. I Mm -hmm. love that. I'll bet we could all think of somebody that we could, you know, it's almost like dedicate the holiday season to one or two families maybe and and look for different things you can do throughout the holidays. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Oh, I love it. Um, and your book has a couple other ideas as well. So people can just get your book and and check it out. But the thankful uh, leaf tree is one I've seen before that I think I've done a time or two where kids just write their general thanks on a leaf, right? Like a paper leaf and hang it up. Yeah, exactly. Super simple. Mm-hmm. Simple, but why not, right? We can do that. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Yes. Turn those little hearts towards gratitude. And so I know for me, just being honest here, that certain younger kids in the family might do okay walking through the motions of, you know, the the gratitude and, and they mean it and it's fun, but then it's like all of a sudden that's done. And they're on to like, okay, my Christmas wish list, me, yes. me, me, right? Totally. <laughs> yes. And so I would love this year more than ever to really focus on how this thing of gratitude can extend and can be something that we carry throughout the holidays and of course into the new year as well. But I know that a big thing is just modeling it ourselves. Our kids pick up on what we're doing, what we're saying, our attitude. And so for me, I know it all starts with my time with the Lord in the morning and really being grateful and then speaking those words out loud. And then just, I think as a family talking about this stuff, I'm such a believer in just gathering the family 
and saying, hey, this year, let's put a little extra effort into really (laughs) trying to not be focused on self, focused Mm -hmm. on the stuff, focused on the material things. Um, So can you just add a little bit to that conversation of how we can keep the Thanksgiving going throughout the holidays? Yeah, absolutely. But before we move on from you, can you talk a little specific, more specifically about like how you model that gratitude? Like I'd even love to Mm. hear like practically what that looks like for you in a day as you are speaking that out loud. Yes. I'm glad you asked because I sometimes assume everyone's like me, right? I'm just, I'm a very verbal person. And so I do spend a lot of time just speaking out what's on my heart. Not everybody's Mm -hmm. like that. But um, (laughs) so for some people that would take a lot of energy or effort because, you know, a lot of women I know are just quieter and they might have sweet times with the Lord, but don't think to say it out loud. So for me, a lot of it is just saying, you know, right over breakfast, like I have just reminded myself today of how grateful I am that the sun came up. Like God is so good to us. Like he didn't Mm. have to give us another day. And I am so grateful that we're all here together. Look, we get to be together. There's families who are separated, you know. So it's just kind of um, being intentional about speaking out those little things. And the more I start to say them, it's almost like it builds up in me too, because then I'm like, ooh, and this and that. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is just the the saying it out loud in front of the kids and then asking them too, you know, what, can you think of something and trying to get them away from the generic, <laughs> typical responses, but talking about it as a family, um, you know, as we go into the Advent season, trying to do a family Advent devotional of some sort, I think is super helpful. But a lot of it for me is just verbally processing with with the family. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which Advent devotional do you use? Ooh, we have done a number of different ones. I think every year we do something different, but this year I have in front of me a better than anything Christmas, which Mm -hmm. is, um, explore how Jesus makes Christmas better by Barbara Rioche is how I believe you say that. And it's got some journaling space and you can go online and get, um, extra pages of journaling. So that's one. I might pull out some that we've done before. There's so many. In fact, I will link because my mind will go blank if I start naming them and I'll leave off something great. So (laughs) I'm going to link in the show notes to some of our favorites. And if you have some, I mean, feel free to share here, but if not, maybe you can share them with me later and I'll include them in the show notes as well. Okay. That sounds great. Do you have a favorite? I, I feel really self-promotional right now. And so that, and that's why I'm hesitating because- Oh, good. We actually, that's what you're here for. <laughs> well, we've actually just done one that I created because I felt like the ones that we were going through were too complicated oh, <laughs> because yeah. we're simple people. Yes. Here. yes. And I just wanted an Advent devotional that we could do on Sundays with the candles and the traditional, you know, yes. just the, the hope candle, the joy candle, you know, just, For and sure. so I ended up creating one that we oh. actually really loved. And so Is this I on your website, one. I should know about this. You know, I have, I have a, a printed booklet that I've sold okay. in the past. Okay. I have not made those available this year just cause I haven't gotten around to it. But what I'll do is I'll just create a blog page that people can print it off if they'd like. So I can link that for you. Oh, that's so nice. Everybody mm-hmm. will appreciate that. I'm excited to check it out. Oh, good. I, I wasn't trying to slip my own thing in there. <laughs> I, really I love it. I love it. So, you know, one thing I was thinking about, though, when you asked the question, um, I love, and some people may have heard this already in a sermon or something, but 
I love the picture of that there are two seas in Israel and they're both fed by the Jordan River. So you've got the Sea of Galilee and you have the Dead Sea. And so the Sea of Galilee is literally teeming with life. Like it has, you know, species and plants that no other place on the planet has. It's so vibrant and alive. And then you've got the Dead Sea and it's so saline concentrated that literally nothing can live there. It is dead. And we have great lotions and soaps, you know, everything. But I mean, as far as like biological life, it is it, it, it is not habitable. Not. You can't, right. nothing can live in it. And, and how is that possible? Because they're both mm-hmm. fed by the same source. And so mm-hmm. it's always been such an incredible picture to me. So what is the difference between the yeah. two? Do you know? No, I'm like trying to think right now. Tell me. Right. I haven't heard this in a sermon. <laughs> you'd think they'd be identical, but the difference is that the Sea of Galilee has an outlet. Okay. There we go. There wow. you go. And wow. I'm I just, seeing the analogy come together I mean, right now. Give it to that, us. It, it's so true that we only stay healthy when we have an outlet of service. It is just, it is a truth. In fact, all and going back to some of the um, neuroscience and the, the psychology that I was referring to earlier, they have found that an abundant life has to have some kind of meaningful output in it or else that is why we see all of these superstars who have all the money in the world and they're Mm -hmm. really unhappy because what, what we know and the Bible has always told us what we know is that money does not equal happiness. Actually the abundant life is one where you serve and you are engaged with other people in real and meaningful ways. And so, you know, it's just so important that as we think about gratitude and thanksgiving, we cannot talk about it without talking about opening up our outlet for ourselves mm. and our family, because oh. that is the pathway to gratitude. Yeah. When yes. we actually serve we're opening up this really healthy outlet and that actually causes and leads to more satisfaction and more gratitude in our lives. Okay. Right there. Drop the mic. I mean, (laughs) we can all run with that and share that Mm -hmm. with our kids. And because it just like, what a great motivation to help them understand, like, this is what you were made for. This is the healthy way to a happier life is actually pouring out giving of what you have. Oh, that's beautiful, Krista. I know. Well, it's nature, right? Nature has given us this incredible visual of what happens. I mean, we literally die without it, right? Just like the Dead Sea. We, our soul dies. We can give our kids, and this is, oh, what, what a message for the holidays. We could give and give and give and saturate our kids Oh my to goodness. the point where we actually I've done it. Yeah. Do I've seen this. The reverse yeah. of oh. what we're hoping to do. And that oh. is that stuff doesn't equal love. And so we yeah. have to find ways to teach abundance and abundance oh. in the kingdom of God's economy and definition. Okay, right there. That's that's my holiday. I'm I'm taking notes and I'm gonna be really 
thinking about this because I know I've seen that happen in my own family where you just make Christmas about the gifts and, you know, you can try to squeeze Jesus in there. But in the end, you you know when you're, totally. when you're doing it wrong and you're like, what rotten, miserable kids these are. <laughs> so. Oh, have we been there? I mean, can, can every parent just raise their hand? Because yes. we have all done it. Thinking yeah. this is because we're it's out of a good heart. I mean, at least yeah. for me, mm-hmm. like it was out of like wanting mm-hmm. to give my children things that are yeah. that they love yeah. and that they're going to mm-hmm. enjoy. But in doing so, mm-hmm. you know, then yeah. when you see the ingratitude, you're like, yeah. okay, something backfired, something went yes. very wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, but but what a difference those times where we have intentionally served and had the kids do things and yes. without even knowing it, they're so much happier. Oh, that is totally. so good. Well, I love it. One of the notes um, you included as we chatted about this was how ingratitude is difficult to see in ourselves, but easier to see in someone else. Mm-hmm. And this brought up a little, another good Bible parable. Do you want to talk to us about Luke 17? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to talk about Luke 17. I love it. Well, I was thinking about this because I'll never forget this one time where my daughter, it was just so funny and she won't care. She doesn't care that I, she's in college now. She's mature yeah. and she doesn't care yes. that I share these things about her childhood. But she said, um, she was like really admonishing her brother. Like, you are so ungrateful. Listen to yourself. And she was just being mom mm-hmm. boss, you know, about yeah. his ingratitude. And then literally, I am not kidding. It was less than five minutes later. She's like, oh, mom, my phone. I mean, it just won't even hold yeah. a charge like it, you know, and she just yeah. like went uh-huh. off. And oh, yes. I was cracking up because I'm like, okay, this is it right here mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we so easily pick it out mm-hmm. in someone else, but we mm-hmm. literally are blind to it yeah, in our own selves. Are. And that example is every one of us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I love the parable um, in Luke 17 because it's the parable of the lepers. And can I just read it? Please do. Okay. Jesus was still pressing toward Jerusalem, taking a road that went along the border between Samaria and Galilee. On the outskirts of a border town along this road, he was greeted from a distance by a group of 10 people who were under quarantine. Hey, I love that. (laughs) Like us. Because of an ugly and disgusting skin disease known as leprosy. Lepers, shouting across the distance, said, Jesus, master, show mercy to us. And Jesus says to them, go now. And present yourself to the priest for inspection of your disease. So he asked them to have faith in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. He says, go yes. and present yourself to the priest, yeah. which was super vulnerable for them because mm-hmm. they weren't even allowed to be in anyone, anyone's presence, let right. alone priests. And at this point, yeah. they weren't healed. Mm-hmm. So while they were in motion, they went. And before they reached the priest, their skin disease was healed, leaving no trace of the disease that scarred them and separated them from the community. Mm-hmm. One of them, the instant he realized he had been healed, turned and ran back to Jesus, shouting praises to God. He prostrated himself face down at Jesus's feet. Thank you. Thank you, he said. Now, this fellow happened to be not a Jew, but a Samaritan. Mm-hmm. And Jesus He said, didn't all the 10 receive the same healing this fellow did? Where are the other nine? Was the only one who came back to give God praise an outsider? And then he says to the Samaritan man, get up and go on your way. Your faith 
has made you healthy again. Wow. Here's what I just find so convicting about this story is that how often am I one of the nine? Oh, yes. Yeah. All the time. Like mm-hmm. I just yeah. like, and, and half the time it's not like, I don't think the other nine weren't grateful. You're right. I don't think the other nine intentionally dissed mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think they just were not intentional about mm-hmm. gratitude. That's yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I just love this so much. I actually, on my birthday recently, took some time to journal and I just went through like as if I could begin from the beginning of my life until I turned 50 and wrote down gratitude just for the things that I had asked for and the things that God had protected me from or the things that are so easy to overlook. And I, you know, 30 minutes in, I thought, you know, I could write for weeks and weeks and never even <laughs> how many things we pray for. And the minute they're answered, we're on to the next prayer. We're on to the so next true. ask. And so I was overwhelmed that day with just God's goodness. And, and those are just the things I think of asking him. How about all the things I don't even know he's helping protect me from or mm-hmm. doing, you know, on my behalf. And so that's what this story makes me think of just the same as those nine and how often I'm one of them. Wow. Yeah, and that that's just that's really our natural state. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. we're not naturally grateful. We don't mm-hmm. naturally act. But when I think about one time I asked my dad, I said, "Dad, I've just had the most amazing parents." And mm-hmm. I mean, literally I could never repay them for what they've given me. I just I never could. They've in every way they have given me so much. And I said to my dad, God, I just don't even know how I could ever repay you and mom for what you've given us and, and just the abundance of life, you know, in the childhood and, you know, all of that, they were really healthy parents. And, um, my dad said, what you can do to thank us is do the same for your kids. Mm. And I think that whole concept that, um, gratitude leads to action. Mm -hmm. So like that, that one leper that came back and thanked Jesus, he felt grateful, like, like all 10 of them did, Mm -hmm. but then he took the next step and he created action in that. And he put that in motion. He put his gratitude in motion and came back and said, thank you. And I think about what can I do to put my gratitude more in motion in my life and actually not, and that requires reflection. It's like you were just saying, Monica, I mean, you took the time to really think about Mm -hmm. all the things you're grateful for. How often do we not even take the time for that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, That's so good. And, And this just makes me think, what if we tried doing something along these lines with our kids this season? What if we not just ask them, what are you thankful for? But once they said it, we said, let's do something with that. You know, yes, let's totally. write a note to that somebody that, you know, is related to that gratitude. Let's go out mm-hmm. and and in some way act on the gratitude. That just is such a fun idea. I'm going to be mm-hmm. thinking about how we might do that this year. Yeah. I just, I think that whole concept, I think if we can, if we can put those things together in our heads that mm-hmm. yes, there is being grateful and that's the first step awareness. But then the second, mm-hmm. the the thing that really gets powerful when it holds hands with is action. And whether that's through service or through showing up on someone's doorstep, like we talked about, 
or, you know, it's, it's somehow are passing down a legacy, you know, that's also part of it, but how can we show the gratitude? I think that's just a good, it's, it's a good thing to think of those things in tandem. It definitely is. I'm going to be, I'm going to be um, pondering that one because I think that helps just really solidify it to our kids. It, it moves it from being just a concept or a nice idea to something they can act on. And, and I just love that, you know, the more you talk about gratitude, the more you, you focus on it, then the, it's, it really does grow. It's just like has a multiplying effect, mm-hmm. I think. And, and pretty soon you're noticing more and more and just, you're a happier person. I, I just love it. Okay, Krista. Well, there are are so many more things that you and I could talk about, and I just love this topic so much. So I hope that this inspires people truly to consider even, you know, in their own family, just some things this might spur on, some action. But let's, before we close here, let's just talk about practicing gratitude, some of the exercises we can do with our families, real practical ones. Do you want to start us off on a few ideas? Yeah. So let's just kind of just run through just a few super practical. I always like practicals because it's like, okay, what, what can I do? What's the how behind this? So really quickly, um, just thank the service people around you. So can you put something on your garbage can this week and thank the people who collect your garbage? Can you um, leave something for the waitress? Can you, um, if you go to a doctor's appointment, can you acknowledge that your healthcare providers have been in a really stressful season? Can you maybe do something a little extra, like after your appointment, put something in their room. That's just a little Mm -hmm. something that says, thank you for Mm -hmm. all of the work that you're doing to serve the people in our community. Um, Is there, you know, a cleaning staff that you can thank at a school or Mm -hmm. at work or, you know, somewhere where you can just thank them because actually cleaning right now is huge. I mean, we're relying on cleanliness for health. And so how can you thank the people that are going above and beyond working way extra hours just to make sure the environment is safe for your Mm. kids or for people. So that would be one. That's just so good. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. It could be a card with a little, you know, something on it, a caramel yep. or you know, like yes. literally anything. Totally. I mean, just words pack even. Of gum. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it really is just the thought. Um, and then I would say, you know, go grab some journals at Target and have it be a gratitude journal and maybe start the practice of once a week. Maybe it's just once a week with your family right now on Sunday nights at Sunday dinner, you all have your gratitude journals and you write five things you're thankful for. I mean, that could be maybe, maybe every day for your whole family is not practical right now, Right. but cause you do once a week. I think yes. most people would say yes to that. And then, and then when kids complain, this is just a real practical thing, but when kids start really complaining, stop them and say, you know, I am going to choose not to listen to you right now until you tell me two things you're grateful yes. for I and then have them re- and then have them repeat the request in a non-whiny voice. So say, there you go. I would love to hear what you say. And you could even just frame it in a positive way. Like that first way was kind of negative, but you could say in like in a positive way, <laughs> I would love to hear what you have to say after you tell me two things you're grateful for. Yes. And when your tone changes and it's not whiny. You know, and, mm-hmm. and that's just like, yeah. okay, super practical. Um, yes. 
you know, another thing that you could do that I think is really powerful is to just write an unexpected note to someone who has impacted your life. So I think teachers come to mind, Mm -hmm. um, family members, or maybe a neighbor, but just someone, a coach, you know, someone you could thank this year who would not expect a letter from you in the mail, especially if it's handwritten. I love that so much. That is so good. I I also have been working just in general on speaking words of gratitude more openly in front of my kids, like just to my husband, just like, thank you for working today. You know, mm. thank you for what you do to provide for our family. Thank you for mowing the lawn, like things that I just take for mm. granted easily and trying to model that thanking even, you know, the family members, the kids for something they've done, taking out the trash or just trying to thank people in front of the rest of the family, I think is one other thing, but your ideas are all so good. It's funny, my my college son and I, we chat a lot and somehow we've been talking, the topic keeps coming up about, and it, it kind of fits different things in different ways, but the whole idea of having um, like a scarcity mentality or an abundance mentality. And recently we were just talking about how sometimes it's almost like we withhold uh, thanking or appreciating somebody And maybe there is something weird about that that's kind of a scarcity. Like, well, if I thank them for that, then they're not going to improve in other areas. Or if I tell them how good they are at this, they're not going to keep working on that other thing. And we're like, you know, what if we got rid of that? What if we had more of a abundance mentality and we thought we can just, you know, appreciate and affirm people left and right. It's not going to take away from the other stuff. So we've had some fun conversations recently. Uh, that is such a truth, Monica. And I just think about how, especially in marriage, we do that Mm. where we think, Oh, if I affirm this, he's going to think that I'm totally satisfied and he's not going to work on this in this other area. Yes. And so so it's it's a weird mental game that we play. And I feel like we all play it where we withhold because somehow in withholding, we think they'll work harder in the other area. When really the truth is, if we actually were abundant Mm -hmm. in that whole area that he is doing a good job, he would probably be much more motivated. 100%. Yes. Okay. There we go. We got to work on that. Thank you for that truth, because that is an absolute truth. And I think um, being reminded of that around this topic of gratitude is really important. Yeah. There's always more, right? There's always more. We can just keep giving it. And oh, I love that. Okay. Well, what a great place to wrap up and send all the listeners to ponder all of this, hopefully come up with some of your own. Maybe you'll want to go to show notes and leave us some of your ideas and we can all learn from one another as well, both for Thanksgiving and all through the holidays. And then yes, into hopefully a wonderful new year ahead, right? (laughs) Amen. Yes. Bring on 2021. That's what I say. Right. Yes, definitely. Okay, Krista, if people want to just check you down on social media or somewhere right now, where can they find you? KristaGilbert.com is the best place, but I love Instagram. That's usually the place that I am. And it's just Krista Gilbert home coach. Awesome. I love it. Wait, because as we're recording, I just saw something new on your website. You've got a gift guide. Tell us. We got to hear about that before we go because I think people are going to want to check it out. It looked beautiful. Oh, that's right. Well, I just have on there a bunch of gift guides for the holidays. So I just did, you know, gift guide for her, for him, for teachers, for family, for teenagers. I mean, I've kind of got 
a bunch on there. So um, it's just to help people. I'm a gift giver. And so it's fun for me to curate gifts. And so this is just a bunch of lists that I've curated for, to help people who maybe aren't so excited about finding gifts. (laughs) Right. Yes. Some of us struggle in that area. And Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that anything Krista does, she does beautifully. So you've got to visit. We'll we'll link to that as well as your main website. But um, it's just kind of like going on a little vacation when I visit your site. So that's Mm. so sweet, Monica. Well, I love being on here. I feel like you and I just always could talk for hours and hours. Yes, we could. Well, I'm grateful for you, Krista. (laughs) And I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and a great holiday season ahead. And I know I'll be in touch with you, but thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Monica. I just so appreciate you and all that you're doing in the world. I'm thankful for you. (laughs) All right. God bless and aloha. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, friends, hope you enjoyed that. And again, I hope you were able to take some notes and really take some time to ponder the things that Krista and I talked about. And you will find links to anything we mentioned as well as where you can find and follow Krista, her podcast, her book, everything else over in show notes, which are always at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Look for episode 82. Thanks so much for being here, you guys. I hope you have a wonderful holiday week ahead and holiday season ahead. God bless you. Have a great week and until next time, aloha.